everybody. This is Big Ange from the All In Chronicles, and you just tuned in to experience a dose of humor, optimism, and inspiration to give you all you needed on this wonderful day. Today, we're here with Carly. Carly has been the head coach of the Monmouth University field hockey team for 16 years and coached Melissa in her first season. Some highlights to shout out are the Hawks winning five straight regular season championships and making three NCAA tournament appearances. In 2022, the Hawks moved to the CAA, and in their first season in the conference, they were regular season champs. Today, we're excited to talk about her coaching philosophy, how she's developed her mentality personally, and lessons learned over her experience. Carly, thanks so much for coming in to talk with us. Thanks for having me, guys. This is so exciting. Right? So like, professional. <laughs> I love it. How special is this for me? I'm with my high school field hockey coach and my college field hockey coach, and we're going to sit around and talk about hockey and Full life. circle, man. And mindset. Full circle. I love it. So mm-hmm. let's kick things off. Um, I want to ask about this philosophy that I remember from you coaching mm-hmm. and that I've, I've heard you talk about since in this idea of always challenging yourself to be better and I want to know where that came from in your life. I was thinking about this and I I really think it was an organic situation. It was kind of how I grew up. Um, you know, my mom is amazing, Mama Figs. Uh, she she was always challenging us, yeah, whether it was like make your bed, <laughs> um, push yourself, be your best version. And obviously from like an athletic standpoint, I always thought it was physical, mm-hmm. like challenge yourself in the run, challenge yourself to play the hardest schedule. And now that I am older and wiser, <laughs> this last year has been really kind of pivotal for me of like, how do I challenge myself in other aspects? How do I start to be a better person? How do I start to be able to give back? And that philosophy of challenging myself has really evolved in this last year, which has been really fun for me since I can't get out there and perform physically like I used to be able to. Now I'm having a lot of fun and exciting, challenging moments uh, in this last year in a completely different sense. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You grow up, a lot changes. You're no longer kicking butt on the yeah. Yeah, it's hard field. to get out of our bodies yeah. things are creaking pickleball is my thing now how <laughs> can i like ball. be better at that <laughs> i love it put a little spin on it that's what i i have not I can't learned how it. to do that yet yeah <laughs> no no and even workouts right like oh i used totally to go to orange evolved. theory and yeah. have to do this whole thing now i'm at spanga yeah i do spin for 20 minutes lift and yoga and yeah, i leave and that's I'm like, amazing i love All that right. you're doing yoga this is better for me. This is calms me down. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think working out for me is it's such a it's a huge thing for me. And I last it was almost like a year ago I had uh, my first knee surgery. Oh wow! So I've had to kind of evolve in that area too. Of like when you get out of Division One athletics or just athletics in general, my mentality was it wasn't a good enough workout unless it hurt. (laughs) And that takes such a long time to change. And for all of my players out there, I I apologize. It's going to be what happens to you. It takes a really long time to figure out it doesn't have to hurt. It has to just evolve to like, what do you want to get out of this? Mm -hmm. And I think just growing up as a woman too is – that evolves too. It's not, okay, I may not have the muscle tone. Mm-hmm. I I never, ever get on a scale. It's like, what do I want to get out of this yoga class, Yep. this yep. spin class that makes me feel like a better version of myself? And yep. it, it truly, it's the age old, you know, tale of as you get older, yeah. you start to get it <laughs> and you yeah. wish you knew what you knew now back then. But it's hopefully, you know, I can start asking more questions of older women too of like, hey, what do the next 10 years look like? Yeah. And start getting smarter about that kind of yeah, stuff too. Yeah. Well, I think it's cool that you're you're figuring that out for yourself because I think your team is also going to benefit from that because we the old school way of coaching was mm-hmm. like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And now you and I have heard from your players through all the years that you, you, you we went, <laughs> yeah, you went, you went, you went. But at the same time, you valued those conversations to have with them that there is a next step in your yeah. humans. Yeah. And that's what the good compliments I always hear about you. Well, that's sure. really sweet. Yeah. I mean, it, coaching is is probably the best environment as far as like a work environment mm-hmm. for me. And I think obviously at Monmouth, you know, we don't have a national title yet. Yeah. We're, we're, yes. we're working on that. But mm-hmm. I do think, and I say this to all my recruits, my uh, four or five years at Kent State, 
made me the person that I am today. Mm-hmm. And it, it really is an amazing experience to watch that freshman yes. who is shy and unsure of herself and doesn't really know how to lead, is not really sure how to follow, evolve into this woman who is ready for the world or has more tools. And mm-hmm. I always talk about, you know, if you can get through preseason, you can get through anything. Yes. So it's really about that, right? The wins are fun and amazing. Mm-hmm. The championships are great. But I think if you do it the right way and you are developing the person to be ready for the real world, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the, your four years with me is going to be easy. Yeah. It's not. No. It's going to be super challenging. And I always talk about there's going to be a wall. And my job is to put you in front of that wall. Here's how you get over it. I'm not pushing you over. I'm not pulling you over, but I'm going to cheer for you. When you get to the other side of the wall, you can look back and be like, wow, I did that. But guess what? There's going to be another wall. It's Mm going to be shorter. Yeah. Because now you have some of those tools. And I think everybody wants to know, how do you gain confidence? That's it. But that's it. Mm -hmm. It can't be from me being like, great Mm -hmm. tackle, (laughs) great save. It helps to be Mm -hmm. seen, but... Yeah. It's got to be internal, you know? Yes. Yes. So. But how do you foster that development? Like, I remember being very unconfident and mm-hmm. going to you and you saying, you can't get your confidence from other people. Your teammates can't give you confidence. Your coaches can't give you confidence. You have to figure that out and see what that is for you. Mm-hmm. But as a coach, you're like fostering an environment where you're empowering your players and helping them be their best, right? So what things do you do to help those players go from freshmen to Mm -hmm. women who are like ready to face the world and get over those walls. I mean, I think sometimes they don't get it or understand it until years after they leave, which Mm -hmm. is fine as long as they, as long as it clicks at some point. And I think their time with me as simple as a run test. Mm -hmm. Everybody hates it. I honestly hate administering it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like, Oh, you failed. I don't, I don't want to do that. That's not fun for me, but It's a way to, you prepared, Mm -hmm. you put the time in, you did it to the level you were supposed to, and you got the result. Or if you didn't get the result the first time, you didn't quit. You kept going until Mm -hmm. you did it. And it's just about having opportunities Mm -hmm. to gain that confidence. And it's really hard as an 18, 19, 20-year-old to understand, you know, this drill where you made 20 saves and one (laughs) goal went in is okay because you made those 20 saves we tend to focus on um the imperfections as opposed to embracing the imperfections and figuring out how to make Mm -hmm. that better you know Mm -hmm. but i I think it's just giving them opportunities so even as a, a freshman asking them like what are your thoughts on this I just gave one of my freshmen who's going to be a sophomore really excited about her. Like, I see just a ton of leadership potential. Gave her a book. Yeah. What book? What'd you think? The Bullfrog? Never heard of it. I have not. So um, it's the author who wrote uh, Make Your Bed. Okay. Oh, okay. It's it's mm. a great read. It's a mm. quick read. I like quick reads. Mm-hmm. I can't say I'm <laughs> super academic, but, you know, the fact that I gave her the book yeah she read it mm-hmm. okay yeah that's, <laughs> that's like a huge thing right yeah. and then we had some text conversation of she was like i really love this paragraph and i was like oh me too okay okay mm-hmm. that was a moment where hopefully i'm giving her confidence that one have the conversation with me yeah to feel empowered that i gave her this book mm-hmm. she you know it's about leadership it's about how we can be better as a team so, like, that was a moment where I didn't do it on purpose, but it became the moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I read it. That's I thought amazing. of her. And I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. So. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's giving her yeah. the tools, too. Yeah. Empowering well, I, I hope. Yes. <laughs> I hope. She'll remember that because she'll be a reader now. And those are kind of things that, like, you planted the seed, definitely. Yeah. I remember it getting planted with me from my coaches in college. And then that's how I, I mean, I hated school. But give me a leadership book or a self-help book. Yeah. I mean, come on. Oprah was my girl. Like, <laughs> and now I John Gordon, he's going to know me someday. <laughs> that's it. You like, know who I'm – I mean, obviously, Michelle Obama. I, yes. I, me and my mom, we joke. I We went and saw her in Philadelphia last year. My mom's no like, oh, my God, we're going to see my best friend. She doesn't know it, but we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. But she is so wise and she is – She's just so real. Yep. And when yeah. she speaks, you feel connected, even yeah. though she doesn't know you, you don't know her, but you feel connected. And that's what I hope to bring in a sense. And I totally understand the dynamics of a coach and a player. Mm-hmm. At some, you know, position, they're they're if 
there's just like that weird like she's yeah. my coach and at the end of the day like I'm just a regular person yeah <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah, I yeah. go home and I have my ups and downs and I think I almost would want them to see that as well mm-hmm. because I think they want us to be this pillar of strength all the time and that's mm-hmm. just not really real you know I think that is something that well, I think as a coach I would love for them to understand but yeah. they're young yeah mm-hmm. yep. and then me being able to understand that too that they're not always going to have yeah. those days where they can feel their best how so. has that evolved hmm. since you started like that line like how do you feel it's going with that kind of stuff in coaching and player relationships and what more you have to give yeah i it was interesting so i have had a wild opportunity of being a head coach in my early 20s like what (laughs) yeah no 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 one's ready for that i mean now i'm 40 and i'm still learning things Mm -hmm. so in the beginning i thought i had to be what a coach is supposed to be and a yeller and a this mm-hmm. and a blow the whistle. And then I really quickly realized that like that wasn't working because I just wasn't being myself. So I think mm. every day I do try to just bring me outside and and who mm. I am is I can be intense yeah. and I love to laugh and I love to ask questions and, you know, I love to be silly, but I love to compete mm-hmm. and I love to kind of see how a team comes together. Mm-hmm. So I think in a way it's evolved because I've learned mm-hmm. how to be me mm-hmm. and be That's okay awesome. with that. And th- and that doesn't happen every day, no. obviously. <laughs> obviously. We were just talking yeah. about earlier, like, yeah. you know, I feel awkward in situations all the time. But um, allowing me to have a moment where I'm just like, wow, this was really hard, guys. And mm-hmm. you did great. Or sometimes I'll even be like, uh, today's day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm struggling. Yeah. Like, Let's like let's go. Or I know we've got an amazing strength and conditioning coach, Tim. And every single time we go in the weight room, I'm like, you better give him your all. And he just had a little girl, so he's got two little girls, which we're recruiting for like 2047. (laughs) Um, And and you know, after his second one, I'm like, you know, he hasn't slept. You know, he's tired. Like you better go in there and you better give him all of your energy. Mm -hmm. So we kind of talk about that and the transference of Mm -hmm. energy and what does that look like. So I think that's how it's evolved. Is just like. Yeah. talking about it and, and putting it out there. Yeah. But they always look at you like you're not a human. Yeah. You're just this person who makes them run all the yeah. time. <laughs> That's what they remember. Sorry, girls. <laughs> it's kind of like teachers growing up. Yeah. Like, and then you see them at a grocery store and you're like, so weird, what right? are you doing at yeah. the grocery store? Yes. <laughs> like, you see them as humans. You're yeah. like, wait a minute, really? Yeah. You, yeah. Eat, you eat eggplant? <laughs> Do you? Because I love it. <laughs> see, my bag is like, you eat a bag of M&M's? I'm like, I do. <laughs> and the Twizzlers. <laughs> A bit of a sweet tooth. I think we definitely come out of like when you first become a coach, you think you you're supposed to do it that way. Yeah, and it, you. I definitely went through that. Like, yeah, I was like, all right, I'm going to be Nancy Williams at Mammoth Regional, and that didn't. The only person I could try that for was Catsy. <laughs> and then they're like, "You're making her cry." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, I'll talk to her." <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like anything else. You just got to figure it out. I think that yeah. is the one thing everyone thinks. Everybody else knows mm-hmm. and has figured it out. And mm. nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody knows mm-hmm. anything. That's the one thing that I know for sure. Nobody knows anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're all just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And like the stumbling blocks that you come up upon are your learning opportunities. Yeah. I constantly say failing is the best way to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's always better to know what I don't want to do than what I do want to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Because... I have failed a million times. I probably am failing right now. Yeah. But now you're doing you know, right. Yeah. You know, like that, that's to me is the way that you grow and you learn. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's huge. And you got to be true to yourself. You said it so perfectly. Yeah. If you have to match your personality and it might not be one of your, fa- how your favorite coaches do it, or it might not be mm-hmm. how the other coaches in your conference do it. But if you're not true to yourself, then it never ma- meshes and your girls pick up on that. And yeah. It, and I think important. too, like, I'm sure there was, there's things that I did as a coach that, that Melissa's probably like, I wouldn't do that. And that's good. Yes. But that's how you learn. You go through and you pick up yeah. positives yeah. and negatives from the people around you. And then you figure out who you are and who you want to be yeah. in those situations. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times that I will reflect. I just had coffee with one of my seniors who's graduating and she's going back to Holland. Um, and in that moment of having uh, coffee with her, I'm like, wow, I really made a massive mistake this year. And we talked about it. Oh. Mm-hmm. And wow. I wish I would have done this differently. And 
And we had a really great conversation. And leaving that conversation, like I felt rejuvenated of Mm -hmm. it was okay to be like, I really messed this up this Mm -hmm. year. Or I wish I wish I had done something different. And by talking to her, and now I know what to do differently too. Mm -hmm. And I I could see it from her point of view as well. Because you forget sometimes that you are dealing with Mm -hmm. 18 to 21 year olds. And so mm-hmm. what my 40-year-old brain thinks is not what their brain <laughs> yes. thinks. Yes. And I have to constantly remind myself of that yeah. too. Because the older you get, you do feel that separation of like, I don't have TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's yeah. happening. We're trying to make a TikTok. We're trying for to all in. TikTok. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. It's so bad. I really don't want to. Can someone help us? <laughs> yeah. We yeah. It's people. tough. It's, I mean, I did not have social media in college. Thank mm-hmm. God. Thank God. It was just starting when I was in college. Thank God. Like, very, like, like you had to like take your digital camera and like download your pictures mm-hmm. from like the weekend before you upload it. So yeah. It would have been so different. Uh huh. Yeah. It would have been so different. It would have been awful. I would not have done well with it. No, no. I would have no, no. not have done that's well why, with it. That's why, that's what I think it's really awesome to hear you say that because. I don't think anybody really takes the time to understand how mm-hmm. hard it is for these 18, 19, 20, oh, 21 yeah. year old girls. Yeah. And you have to recognize and you have to bend and you have to reflect for and sure. you have to say, how am I going to get there for this kid? Yeah. Because ultimately they're leaving and you are going to teach them to compete and go hard. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the day, they have to face the world. Yes. With and their world is up. crazy. Very crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's easy to be... You know, these kids don't know anything. You know, like, I I get it. (laughs) I've said it. Yeah. But I would honestly say it is so hard to be a kid today. Yeah. I don't envy it. Mm -hmm. I think it's the most challenging time Mm -hmm. to grow up, especially in those formative years when you are figuring out who you are and also trying not to compare yourself to everybody else. Oh, my God. Yes. And social media makes that so much more challenging. Couldn't do it. Because you see athletes or just people – yeah. Showing their like Highlight afters, risk. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at how great this game was. You yeah, know, you don't see. You never see videos the, of the pain. You just see the the, the failures, mm-hmm. the mistakes, yeah. things like that. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And you can make anything. My gosh, if I if I really wanted to, I, with the filters and the this and the, oh my god, I would look amazing. <laughs> you we know, we did a TikTok video and. The girls are like, I need you to just say, like, what are you all in for? And I'm like, okay, do you have a filter? Because I didn't put my makeup on when I went to work. I was on Zoom and the other day like, oh, boy. Can you filter my face? Yeah. Like, I have these wrinkles. Yeah. And they're like, you don't need it, Ange. You don't need it. And I'm like, I don't know. I am trying to age gracefully and be like, that line, I earned that line. That yeah. line was uh-huh. very etched in, in, in some hard work. And like, my gray hairs. Yeah. Well, I always joke with the girls on the, on the team when they do something. I'm like, and there's another gray. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's hard even even being outside the realm of like caring about social media. Like mm. I I go on it and I see it, but it is hard. And I think you get into different phases of your life. So when you're 18 year old, you're like, oh, she has abs. Mm-hmm. Does she? You yeah. know, or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. oh, she looks like she has the best life. And then you're in your 30s and, and people are starting to move on with their life. And, mm-hmm. and what does that mean? And mm-hmm. everybody's so different. I think it, there's mm-hmm. just different things in different phases that you have to kind of figure out and constantly come back to who you are. But I can't do that without my friends. Yes. Right. Talk- I can't mm-hmm. do that without the people who are going to smack you around if you talk yeah. poorly about yourself. Yes. And that's where I think being women is the most amazing thing in mm-hmm. the world because you can have that and you have those friendships where you're mm-hmm. like, genuinely i love you and i care about you but here's the truth yes and that's that's something that i am desperately trying to infuse onto the team of you guys don't all have to be best friends but being a good friend is telling somebody the things that they may not want to hear or Mm -hmm. if you hear them talking about themselves in a a poor way stopping that yeah you know and holding yourself accountable I think we think about it in a really narrow perspective, but like mm-hmm. holding yourself accountable is not saying, oh, I look fat today, right? It, that's mm-hmm. – and 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 holding your teammates accountable. It, there, there's just so much that goes into it. Yeah. And obviously I'm blessed to have the athletic revenue of, mm-hmm. hey, this is accountability. This is what it looks like from an athletic perspective. And I hope that if they get that, it just – flows into their life mm-hmm. when they leave and have those relationships, whether it's with their girlfriends or their partners, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they know 
this person's treating me well. Yeah. This person is not, you mm-hmm. know, and sifting through like who's good for you. Mm-hmm. So I just had this happen the other day in a, a text group and somebody, a woman was saying something along the lines of like, uh, skinny legs like a girl or like runs like a girl. Mm-hmm. And immediately I was like, yo, we don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. Like that is not acceptable here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like jokey, but totally serious. And yeah. everyone was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. I, I, so like I said, being the age that I am, I think in the last, I'd say six years, my life has completely changed. Mm-hmm. Just wow. completely changed. And my life has completely changed because of my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I am a jokester, but the jokes are kind of like on me. Mm-hmm. You know, when you like joke yeah. about yourself and everyone's laughing and it just comes from like that insecurity mm-hmm. place. And I just remember walking around the track with with her and her saying, do that again. I'm hitting you nine times. <laughs> I was like, OK, <laughs> well, she would punch me in my arm nine times. And mm-hmm. then. After like six months, she's like, you haven't said anything bad about yourself. I was like, yeah, because I have so many bruises (laughs) and you're abusing me. And I was like, but yeah, I I haven't. And it was all in a joking matter. How did that change like your self like image and your confidence? I think it was slow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I realized it until I realized it. Self-image development, I think is slow. Yeah. And that I, I think is kind of a message I would hope younger people listening here is that it does not change overnight it's like anything else like i mean it's laughable how quick you get out of shape it takes a really long time to get in shape it's the same thing Mm -hmm. it's the same muscle that you're developing it takes a really long time so you know within those six months a lot of things changed for me a lot of things changed for me um but the thing that i will always be grateful to her for is that even when I, because I, I do it still sometimes, like I'll, I'll make a joke on, on my mm-hmm. own, mm-hmm. Um, like putting myself down, but I hear it now. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I and aware. can stop it. Yeah. So yeah. it was, Awareness I mean, it was, huge. yeah, it's pretty cool. And, and obviously girlfriends are the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Having the vulnerable conversations is important. And I think in that generation, especially with your coaching, getting those girls to be vulnerable with each other is mm-hmm. important because- I find like the girls that say, well, I'm not, I wasn't raised that way to like talk about my feelings mm-hmm. or I'm not raised like that or I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like really trying to find a way to communicate to these kids that doing that a little bit and being vulnerable helps people see you yeah. and you see you yeah. better. Because if you don't talk about it, then that really is hurting your yeah. mindset. And um, I mm-hmm. think that's really important for girls to have the confidence to be like, you're not going to be judged. Yeah. You can be who you are. Yeah. And if you're having a bad day, it's it's okay. Yeah. But you're going to – but you you get there with the help of everybody around you. So Yeah, totally. And I, mm-hmm. I think – and maybe like you can speak to this and you for sure being in the high school yeah. arena can speak to this. What I find – they don't want to be vulnerable because of the reactions of the girls around them. Yes. And that's where I kind of get stuck of like, how do I how mm-hmm. do I help them through that? And the only thing I can think of is just understanding that their reaction has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of their yeah. own stuff that they're going through mm-hmm. and, and how they're reacting. And I think, you know, that movie Mean Girls and yeah. talking about that, that sure. that's a real thing yeah, that these girls have mm-hmm. to understand or I said I held my teammate accountable and she came after me it has nothing to do with what mm-hmm. you said or mm-hmm. it's just her reaction because mm-hmm. people don't necessarily like to be held accountable mm-hmm. or get hit nine times you know yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um uh-huh. so I, I don't know if you guys um, can speak to that or yes I, I always totally thought use. like that they need the help they're the they're the person that needs the help the most. Mm-hmm. So when people will be like, oh, well, she's such a, you know, she's such a jerk and she's so mean. And I would be like, you have to love them harder. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who have to love harder. Mm-hmm. So let's find a way to do it. And yeah. I would have those conversations and I would pick the girls that could have those conversations and try strategies with them. Mm-hmm. Like it was really important to me, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I would be an example. So like, I don't know if it was always the right way, but I would be vulnerable in front of the girls so that they knew that, hey, like, all right, well, coach is going through that, you know, Mm -hmm. and yes, there's a fine line Mm -hmm. and there's a boundary, but you know, she's super real. Mm -hmm. Like, and so maybe I can 
like take a step forward. And I had relationships with parents. I yeah. would say to the parent, hey, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. You, can you share any information and then find a way? And that's like, because we didn't win a lot, that was my focus. And that's when I really started to grow up mm-hmm. as a coach mm-hmm. and love mm-hmm. that part of it. And that's yeah. why like leaving coaching and starting all in, I'm like, this is exactly what I want to do. Because yeah. then I want to teach coaches that that is important, mm-hmm. that it's, 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 it's part of a practice plan. Yeah. It's like, what does it look like? Who's the kid in the corner? That's really not saying much. She's yeah. probably, what are we going to do for her? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. you're going to fix a kid's hit yeah. and you're going to find the ways. Now let's fix that kid yeah. because she, this is her formal years and she needs mm-hmm. to figure it out. Yeah. I, yeah. I find like individuals when I, when I work with kids one-on-one, it's the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the best. And that's when I create like the relationships the most. Mm-hmm. And that's when you kind of can figure it out because like individuals, yeah, there's somewhere I'm like really pushing them hard, yeah. and there's mm-hmm. somewhere we we just talk, and yeah. that's that's part of the development, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my experience coaching goalies at the club level, it's you know a crazy group of goalies, and we're yeah. all hanging out together, and it's such <laughs> a good time. But there's that chit chat in the beginning, mm-hmm. we're padding up, stretching out like hip flexors, warming up, and how you doing? Like getting to know them as a person, what's going on. Um, in school and they always have like funny stories to tell and then they have this camaraderie where they can talk to each other Mm -hmm. and then once we split up and like go out after drill time it's like checking in with them Mm -hmm. in between sets and getting to know them kind of like on that individual level because I've had goalies after they've left the club call me up with the tough stuff that happens in life Mm -hmm. they're struggling in college like one yeah super struggled was very unhappy for a long time like trying to push it out because she thought that's just what you have to do you just have to figure it out and get up every day which is true but she needs to know that she can get help and she can Mm -hmm. talk to people and like that it's okay that you're struggling and that we you have support around you yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah it's it's hard man being a kid is hard how would you like like my big thing when i talk to kids who say well i know coach cares but the fine line of, well, she has to hold you accountable, mm-hmm. but she still cares. So these kids, like you said, they only think about the negative. So you're coaching a kid, you're pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah. But, you, but you've had that conversation one-on-one with them, right? And then all of a sudden, they only took your bad stuff and they're mm-hmm. like plummeting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do we get girls to realize that this coach is just making us better? Like, my girls would say, stop yelling. Like, you're always yelling. And I'm like, I'm coaching you. It's not yelling. Yeah. Like, I'm coching you. I don't know. I don't know, right? <laughs> I don't like, know. Honestly, I want to, like, figure that out. Yeah. For And I think it has to do with trust. Yeah. I think it has to do with, like, being like, okay, she's making me better. Yeah. And because it, you can't live in a world where everybody's just like, you did so awesome today. It's just not real. It, it's not real. Because that's not going to be it. Yeah. Like, and... You know, like, so it's like from the very beginning, it's like teaching a mentality of like, I can be constructive criticism and take it and, but I still have the confidence. So it's like, it's really tricky. I really want to dive into it and learn about it. I just feel like the word that I have been constantly using for the last year and a half that keeps popping into my head that, that works for every situation, whether it's field hockey or work or relationships Mm -hmm. is willingness. Mm-hmm. You have to have two willing parties. Yes. It's a great one. And so, you know, I had a freshman who was, she was very talented, but had no confidence. And so I had the same question. Mm-hmm. Well, how do I, how mm-hmm. do I help her? Because it was constantly me saying, you have the hardest hit in the NCAA. Mm-hmm. You are six foot mm-hmm. two. Yeah. <laughs> you are, you are a force. And she just wasn't grasping on it and so after every game i made her text me two good things she did in the game nice and we did that but it didn't work yeah and she decided that she was gonna go home yeah and i had to kind of take a step back and be like you can do everything Mm -hmm. that you think is right for that moment but you have to have a willing participant yes Mm -hmm. and that is hard for the for them to understand because and I remember, too, is like you're on the team and your coach is your coach. So they are supposed to tell you how to do this. Yes. But yes. that goes back to that confidence thing. Yeah. It's not me yeah. saying you look great today. You had yeah. a great hit today. It was you did 100 reps of that hit. So yeah. you know your hit's good now. Yeah, exactly. Or, or recognizing, okay, that hit was good. Oh, yeah. I just did 50 reps over the weekend. Yeah. So that I do think it's like a trick question. It's a trick question. Because if you don't yeah. have two willing participants, it's a great way it to look at it. Doesn't I love work that out. Yeah. 
You know? My husband tells me, uh, he says to me, Angela, if I tell you I love you in the beginning of the week, you don't have to ask me anymore because it didn't change. If it changes, I'll let you know. It's <laughs> like, so mean. And he's like, why do we have to talk about it? Why do you got to say, oh, do you love me? And I'm like, okay. And like, imagine as a coach, like you did great. I'm not telling you again. Just go do it. Yeah. <laughs> what they would do. But like, it's like they need to hear it. But then there's also the level of, yes, you did great. Mm -hmm. But at this point, you're capable and it should be great. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Without like getting their confidence down to be like, oh, she doesn't appreciate anything. Yeah. Well, we yeah. do. But now you've gotten so good at it. Yeah. That let's go. You know, yeah. like yeah. I, I'm not, I can't be there to pat you on the back. Yeah. Because there's God. a freshman who needs it. You're, yeah, a, you're exactly. a sophomore or a junior. And that's when I started now. to dislike coaching because it was like, every day it was like this grooming and yeah. you know and then when i yell they weren't they're were misunderstanding me you know and crying yeah a lot and yeah. i'm like okay what are those where did yeah. that come from what happened well you said this i also bought you like candy <laughs> you would have been my favorite <laughs> yeah right i'm like i also like got you out of class and we talked about your mom yeah. and and you remember that one thing mm. i uh for mm -hmm. me i have to and this goes back to having those friends yeah for me when i am the most sensitive human on the planet. I cannot watch the Disney Channel without crying. I love that. It is, it's a joke in my family, you know, like, oh, Carly's crying. But I, I have to constantly remind myself of you did what you thought was right in that moment and maybe it didn't turn out the way you wanted to, but I would go to a friend and be like, this is this is what happened. I'm really I'm really upset because mm -hmm. I don't think they understand how much I care about them. Yeah. But that you know having somebody be like it's not about them right now yeah right yeah. maybe they just can't hear you because of something else or yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. try this or you know point. it's just being able to talk about it and then moving on yes because you can get so stuck mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. stuck and and we are humans and we mm -hmm. get hurt too and if a kid hurts like i hurt too i don't yeah. want anybody to not be confident or you know not have a good experience but there has to, like I said, the, be the two parties willing to mm -hmm. learn and grow. Right. And that means it is probably 80% hard and 20% like, yes. this is amazing. Yes. But yes. I, I don't know. Isn't that, that that's for me, life. that's life. That's life. No, <laughs> you know, that's that. just yeah. life, yeah. you know? So. One yeah. of the things we've been asking everybody, um, and I've loved listening to you because we didn't have to actually ask you specific strategies. We've heard them all. We've heard everything that you do for mindset and mentality. And and I know from being in in this town and growing up here, what you've done for the athletes that you have coached because they're, some of them are coaches and I mm. watch what they do and it's so awesome to see. But I'd like to hear like, what do you feel the difference is between mentality, mindset, and mental health? That is the hardest question. Right? What do you think? <laughs> We're trying to dial it in as, as our brand and- uh, Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this. <laughs> um, so I think your mindset is something that you choose. Mm -hmm. Your mentality is is also something that you choose. I think those two things are a, an you have to be an active participant every single mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. And trust me, like when I wake up and I choose the wrong mentality and mindset, it's a bad day. Yeah. It's a bad day. Yeah. And there's not much that anybody can do to make that day any better. Um, I think, you know, as far as the third one, it's it's not necessarily a choice all the time. Like yes. some people are really struggling out there. There are situations. I always think about like when you're in the grocery store and the person who's next to you, you have no idea what they're going through. Yeah. They could have just lost a parent. They could have mm -hmm. just had a breakup. They could be going through something. And so when it comes to that, I don't necessarily know if it's always a choice. Mm -hmm. I think the other two, you can grab on a little bit more yep. of mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. mentality, your mindset. Um, because sometimes you do have to talk yourself through it. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. going to be a good day. You can do this. Put one foot in front of the yeah. other. Yeah. You might be struggling right now. You might have been gone going through the worst time of your life. But go get Rook coffee. Yes. <laughs> and make yeah. that moment mm -hmm. happy. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, it, and, and you have to learn how to enjoy that moment. Because those smaller moments start to become bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I do think that it will shift. Yes how you live. I love that. Yeah. And 
to me, like how that. we talked earlier, kind of to start this off of how do you challenge yourself? Mm-hmm. So this year I was like, is this what a midlife crisis feels like? <laughs> but I was like, really, how do I give back? Yeah. Sport became not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, it was like my mentality, my mindset, my mental health took such a turn for the better when I started to really dive into it's not about you and mm-hmm. like look at what is out there and find something that you can give back to. Yes. And as soon as I started doing that and I had the most amazing opportunity uh, over Christmas through Mammoth actually awesome. um, to travel to India, to work with an orphanage, to see the real world, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Because we get caught in this bubble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it was an active decision to take that class, to take that trip. And it was really hard. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, oh, yeah. we're going to save the world. It was like you saw yeah. really hard things and you had to come to grips with the hard things. But it was not about me. Yeah. It was about somebody else or something else. And giving back has completely changed mm-hmm. my mindset, hopefully like who I am moving forward um, to understand <clears throat> when I lose that game in the fall. Eh, okay, it hurts, yeah. it stings. Yeah. How do we move forward? How do we learn? I, this is not going to kill me. Yeah, yeah that but perspective mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that goes mm-hmm. to, I don't know if I answered your question. No, 100%. <laughs> I love the way you said, like, mindset and mentality are a choice. And so what you basically, like, listening to, what I get out of that is, like, you have a mentality that you're, no matter what, you're putting things in perspective and you keep going at them in any way you can. And then you change your mindset by doing X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. like this India trip changed your mindset. But because of your growth and positive mentality, you wanted that for yourself. Yeah. And then your mental health improves. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. And I think like the umbrella of mental health is up here. And then if people can understand that the one thing that they can make a choice on Mm -hmm. is their mindset and mentality when they can. Yeah. When it's not so severe, your mental health changes. Yeah. So at the simplest form is your mental health. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And I think it's it's really real. Listen, my father struggled mm-hmm. yeah. with mental health. He was bipolar. Yeah. Wow. And growing up in that, I didn't know what it was. We mm-hmm. It wasn't diagnosed. Yeah. So you didn't understand it. So I fully, yeah. fully understand there is real hurt out there. There, mm-hmm. are, there are real crises that you cannot control. But I do think, one, surround yourself with people mm-hmm. who are going to help you mm-hmm. and be positive and be honest and be a willing participant in your relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And that helps your mindset mm-hmm. and your mentality. Because let me tell you, ladies, <laughs> I do not wake up every day like, it's a great day. No, the birds are singing. A... But no. I think that's what social media does yeah. is like shows you like, I woke up. You know, I love Beyonce. Like, I woke up like this. Like, no, I <laughs> No, I made a pact. No, myself. <laughs> did not wake up like this. 2023, I was like, no more social media when I wake up. Yeah, just gonna stare. How's, yeah. that, how's that going? <laughs> well, with all in, it's hard. It's so hard. You and your things that you send me. <laughs> but that's that's a positive. I'm so that's addicted. a positive. You it's, are so addicted. Oh my god, it's so. I bad. actually got off for a couple years because yeah. I was like on Instagram buying dresses that came from Australia yeah, from and Cup-Chi? yeah, like yeah. And my Cup-Chi. friend was like, okay, so that. That's a size seven XL, and I was like, "Yeah, but it looks so cute." She's like, "Carly's top," but you, but it's you cannot yeah. do it alone. You, no. you are mm-hmm. not going to be like. There's going to be moments where you can wake up and be like, "You freaking got this. Yeah. You are a rock star. Yeah. Let's go. You got a cute outfit. You yeah. know, you're gonna have a good day." And then there are days where you're like, your dog wakes you up at one o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. or four o'clock in the morning, and you're like. Okay, it's gonna be a day, and you you gotta you, you gotta go. keep your circle tight, and mm-hmm. again, enjoy the small moments. Go get a cup of coffee, or you know, make yourself some avocado toast. Do something mm-hmm. that is going to bring you a little bit of happiness in that moment. Go for a workout, whatever yeah. it is, you know, Do the or girls... sleep in. Oh, yeah, that would be <laughs> hit fun. the that's alarm. One my, that's one you know, of my strategies. Hit that's the alarm. It's okay. It's oh, it's okay to not always be on it. Yeah, give yourself an opportunity to. To relax. Do the girls, do you talk about that with the girls like through the season when you have downtime, just like talk about different strategies and stuff? Not enough, honestly. Mm -hmm. Not enough. I think we get caught in the whirlwind of, oh my God, we have to watch film and oh my God, you know, and I do, I think that's an area that I can really grow in is giving them 
some more tools, right? Yeah. We talked earlier, probably yeah. before this this started, of mental health is out there, anxiety is out there. These girls are in college; they're feeling some real stuff. I think I need to be better. Of like, here are some tools, and I am not a professional. Yeah. I am a field hockey coach. Yeah, but we are trying to give them more yeah. tools, um, references, and things that they can grab onto. Because also, I shouldn't know all those exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You that's know, why I like, shouldn't know all those things. Yeah. Yeah. And if they come to me and they trust me enough to come to me and say, Hey, you know, I'm struggling. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't need to fix that. No. Cause I don't have mm-hmm. the tools to fix that. But the fact that they came and they felt comfortable, like, let me find the resource for them. And mm-hmm. I do think that a lot of times, uh, people try to help diagnose and help if, mm-hmm. if you don't have the tools it's okay just say yeah. mm-hmm. you know yeah. I don't I do not have a great reverse hit I know yeah. how to teach it but I'm not demoing it yeah. you know like exactly. I know my limitations so I think yeah. knowing those limitations but also being like what do you guys do to just relax over the weekend? Yeah, like little um, things like that, like yeah. strategies. And I think that's important, like talking to people about like where we want our business to go and our role with teams is like the off season, yeah. giving them the strategies so that when you're in season, there is a whirlwind, but you have somebody that they can talk to. Like tomorrow, I had talked to Colts Neck team and we build this great relationship and they're struggling before they enter the state tournament. So the coach called and he's like, they want you to come in. Mm -hmm. They want you to talk. He goes, it's not my wheelhouse. I'm a guy. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is what we're going through. He's like, you think you can come help us? Yeah. And I talked to Melissa and I was like, I think that's great. Like, I would love to be that person, you know? And I think it's true. Like you said, you, there has to be a line. So, and in this day and age, you need the help, you know, like I might not be the complete expert, but it's somebody different that they're going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A different voice. voice. A different voice. (laughs) And when everybody's (laughs) voice is on the same page, they're getting it more and more. Yeah. And that page is about like support and encouragement and things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what strategies or resources you can you have at Mammoth for those girls? Actually, this year has been really pivotal for us. So we have um, somebody who is just dedicated to the student athlete for mental health. It's huge. Yeah. And I know that that person is working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a, it's a big need. And so whether it is, you know, I want to get better athletically and I hit a roadblock mm-hmm. and you go and talk to her or I want to learn how to be a leader. She kind of runs the gamut of, of nice. everything where I'm really struggling with anxiety. I'm really struggling at home. Again, you have no idea what everybody's going through. Yeah. And I think this year has been really eye-opening. Having the opportunity to have somebody help these student-athletes yeah. has been massive. I bet. I bet she's massive. been busy. Oh, yeah. she's so oh. busy. Yeah. And truly, I think that's kind of – you know, I hear rumblings from the NCAA that Division One, you're going to need a mental health counselor mm-hmm. in, in athletics, which is great. Yeah. Because a lot of important. times it's like, you know, hey, performance, I want to get better yeah. in this. But it there's always something a little bit deeper. Right? Yeah. It's never like about the run or yeah. about the mm-hmm. hit or about the save. It's always, yeah. you know, there's layers to all this. So yeah. Mammoth has done that, which I, I mean, I kudos to Mammoth because – you know, we're at the forefront of that as far mm-hmm. as being, you know, in the CAA and now competing at a higher level. We've mm-hmm. got a, we've got more pressure on us. The kids sure. have more pressure on them. Um, we obviously have CAPS. We have the resource uh, that has, you know, it's not necessarily tied in mm-hmm. with athletics, but it's the the psychology department on campus. Okay. Um, the counseling department on campus. So, and then we, re- we can reference out as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there a stigma around the athletes for that? counseling I don't campus? think so honestly I I really don't think so and I I think it's because it's not necessarily called a counselor it's you know mm-hmm. sports performance mm-hmm. and so you can go there Teach. for anything yeah Teach. you know um that's where I think a little bit of the stigma has gone away and things that you guys are doing too you guys are so important and so mm-hmm. critical talking about it making it a conversation so it's mm-hmm. not so hush hush yeah, yeah, yeah. so we want to share people's stories not just athletes mm-hmm. and coaches and parents but just yeah. people who are doing amazing things but have struggled in their life mm-hmm. and we want to learn and share those stories about what they did to overcome those things yeah so that it can be more normal it's right? amazing yeah. i mean i'm listening to your podcast too mm-hmm. you get to know those people yes. and you feel connected and connectivity yes. is everything it's everything relationships connectivity it empowers you you can't do it alone and i yeah. think that's 
really when you are going through a struggle mentally, you feel alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's just allowing that person to not necessarily feel that loneliness as much, mm -hmm. at least in my, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. from my experiences. Yeah. yeah, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's like not just all about you. It's all about the person. It's not all to... about you. No, it's not <laughs> at all. Speaking yeah. of not being all about you, when I was thinking about questions to ask you, I was thinking that I don't recall thinking about um, the time that I was in college from the coaching staff's perspective because mm -hmm. we had had it was all your first time coaching mm -hmm. all three of you guys and Sorry. you were in your young 20s so like <laughs> there was some challenges we're still friends guys can you believe it <laughs> there was challenges and we yeah. shocking news didn't win all that much <laughs> but like I was thinking about it like very in my bubble right mm -hmm. as hopefully other people are like that too when you're 18 but I was curious did you have like fears or doubts or like bumps of self-confidence because you're brand new and you didn't get a ton of um leading by example in like the professional coaching world yeah. because this was your second year coaching right yeah because you were an assistant so like every day every moment like, every so second. how did you get over that and like how did you have the resilience to continue like did you have doubts with it I really, truly, I mean, every day of every moment of every second. Wow. I doubted every day of every moment of every wow. second. I would have never Every known. decision. But I, again, how I was raised was you just kept going. You yeah. don't, it's not about quitting or giving up. It, there was no other option. Yeah. I was broke. <laughs> very, very broke. <laughs> and so I needed the job. Mm -hmm. I loved the job. I had no idea what this job meant. But at the same time, I had nothing to fall back on. And I think that is a really amazing place to be when you don't have a safety net because you don't have an opportunity to quit. Mm -hmm. You can't stop. You have to keep going. There was no uh, mom lived in New Jersey. She was out in California. I didn't have a house. Like you just, but that was how I was raised. And I, I fully understand that that's not everybody's experience, but mm -hmm. um, there was moments where you just were like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And every decision that I've made is wrong. And listen, I remember dropping off a coach who was helping at the airport hysterically crying <laughs> because I was like, I can't do this without you. I don't know what I'm doing. You're doing, you're helping, like, I can't do this. And he was like, yes, you can. I haven't done anything but stand by your side. And I was like, that's it. It's who's by your side. Mm. It's who's by your side that is going to get yeah. you through the self-doubt because you cannot avoid self-doubt. Yeah. And I think that's what everybody's trying to avoid. Yeah. That's not it. No. No. You just need support. Mm -hmm. And isn't that what mental health is? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Finding support. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't Speaking have the up. answers. Yeah. If you can say fully and honestly, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I don't have all the answers, but let me fill the room with the people who have those ideas, those thoughts that I don't have. Mm -hmm. I am a good head coach because I know I'm not the best coach. Let me bring in better coaches. Yeah, I think awesome. when you get stuck on trying to be... Mm -hmm. Well, I think it, you're a great coach. Yeah. Well, thank you. I've paid her people. <laughs> I paid her to say that. <laughs> it's really great to hear because you don't have an ego, you know, and some head coaches have an ego and they want it done their way. And yeah. it's nice to say. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. my gosh, if you just pulled how many mistakes I have, like, yeah. <laughs> you could, that'll be a different podcast. Bring all my old players in and be like, what'd she do wrong? Oh, yeah. It would be, I mean, uh, No, 10 I don't hours. remember anything wrong. I remember no. our team stumbling and trying to mm -hmm. figure out who we were and trying to create a culture. Yeah. So I want to know, like, how the culture of Mama Fialaki has evolved. Like, what? how do you define that today? And how did you go from having a, a fresh slate, sort of, mm -hmm. right, starting out? And how did you create that culture? I remember one really hard decision. I think you cut, I don't think, I know you cut somebody from the team who was one of our top scorers. Mm -hmm. So, like, that kind of decision was like, wow, like, culture is really important and you're trying to build yeah. something here. Yeah. And that person wasn't on board with that is how I perceived it. Mm -hmm. So what kind of things did you do to develop that culture to be what it is now and have a ton of success? I think honestly this year we're in a rebuilding phase. Mm -hmm. So the culture to me, what's important in culture is kind of what we've talked about throughout mm -hmm. this last bit of time is um, I want you to be your best. I want you to, one, you have to be a good person. Like 
period. <laughs> being right. a good person doesn't mean good standard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am telling you what you want to hear. Being a good person doesn't mean I'm I'm happy all the time. It just is you have to be real and authentic and if you if you can lead with being kind, mm-hmm. like that that has to be number 1. Mm-hmm. I cannot have mean-spirited people around me. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Um and then two is really just understanding like work ethic has to be at the basis of it because it's the only thing that you can control. It's, it's truly the only thing you can tr- control. So I think we are getting back to a little bit of like our old culture in that sense of that's what we, we need to really focus on. But it what I'm struggling with and what I'm really hoping that I can um, achieve is figuring out how to be a best friend and tell you the truth if you're not doing the right thing. Because if that yeah, happens, your best friends do. Yeah, you're yeah. honest with your you. culture changes, 100%. and you fight for each other. Yeah, and we really have struggled with that recently. Mm-hmm, that yeah. that energy in the game that shifts. How do you mm-hmm. get it back? Like we haven't yeah. figured that out. But we are we're on the right path. I'm really proud of the girls. I I had a killer spring. Yeah. I really challenged them, um, and hopefully we can move forward in our culture and make and make my alumni proud. That's awesome. really what it's all about. That's I'm cool. super proud. Nope. This yeah. is the first time that I was Definitely. able to donate back to the program. And oh, I was super yeah. happy. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap up. And uh, the last final question we always ask is, what are you all in for, Carly? Oh, I'm all in for you guys. For Love sure. You. This has been so much fun. This I, is awesome. I mean, I'm all in for kindness. I'm all in mm. for giving back. Mm. And I'm all in for just just live mm-hmm. uh, and live for not you mm-hmm. live, live for somebody else and then you feel better yeah you do better you know i'm hoping to look better yeah maybe yeah. one less wrinkle <laughs> yeah karma right yeah, yeah. does karma work in reverse the grays go away the wrinkles go away you calm down your face <laughs> yeah. your face relaxes uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just all in for the conversation yes yeah. I, I think that's that's what I'm all in for. Say that one more time. I'm all in for the conversation. Like, Lord, I can talk. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> At the end of the day, you have to go all in. End of story, go all in. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of All In Chronicles with Big Ange. We hope you enjoyed listening and you're inspired to champion your mentality. Please consider subscribing to our podcast and leaving a review. Subscribing helps us reach more people and grow our community. Plus, you'll be notified when we release new episodes. To learn more, connect with us, or buy Empowering Apparel, visit our website at www.allinathletes.org. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, stay all in to be your best.